Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, my guest today is Aaron Drussel. Aaron is a principal broker and owner of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Influence Partners and has been heavily involved in the real estate industry for the better part of 20 years. And although originally from New Jersey, he is a dedicated Chicago sports fan and hopes to one day play for the Chicago Bulls. Maybe not next year, but one day, people, you just watch. Um, Aaron, I wanted you on because I've, I've known you for not a, not a long while, for four or five years. And the times that I've been around you, um, I mean, you are a class act dude, for lack of a better term, on every level that I've seen professionally, personally. And my, my purpose for having you on is I kind of want to just know how you got, you know, yes, you're, you're heavily involved in the real estate world, but it's more than just that. I mean, that's just what, that's what you do, but that's not who you are, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I wanted to get a little bit into the why, you know, what, you know, were you raised a certain way? Did you have certain entrepreneurial mindsets that you were taught? You know, how did you get to where you, basically, how'd you get to where you are? Ready to go. Like in one or two sentences, like really fast, like this is how I, um, no, no you can take as much time as you need. <laughs> just kidding. So I appreciate the intro. That's very nice. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think that, uh, I mean, growing up, I mean, I had a um, good childhood. I mean, I had like parents that were that were around that, that like taught me the value of hard work. I mean, my dad grew up, he, my dad's from Eureka, Utah, small mining town. And like, he grew up working in the mines and um, my mom's from Chicago area. And uh and then my dad ended up going to law school and he went out and we ended up like my childhood was growing up in Chicago and then New Jersey. So my, the dad that like was born and raised in Eureka is a weird thought for me because he, like the, the dad I knew grew up, like he was, a, was an attorney working in New York, which is like the complete opposite of everything that Eureka is. Um, but I did like over the years, like I was like, that was a, uh, one of the key lessons that I would pick up from my parents was, uh, the value of hard work and seeing what that looks like. And so, um, so for me, my childhood and my high school years were all revolved around basketball. Like that's all I really cared about in life. And, uh, and uh, went off to school and was a basketball camp out in Utah and thought this would be cool to come out to school out here. And that's how I ended up going to BYU. And I always thought I might end up in like the, in the in like a, being a vet. Then I kind of shifted over and thought, well, maybe I'll be a dentist because I like the lifestyle and they work like four days a week and they have time off and they make pretty good money. So why not? I'll just do that. And um, got down that road, I realized dentists have like the highest suicide rates. Uh, they have like their their work is not exactly, it's pretty monotonous. Um, and they, then they deal with all these issues of the fact that nobody wants to really come and see them. Uh, and there were just like some different factors like this kind of, it wasn't the right fit for me. And so at the time I was actually engaged to my wife or my wife at the time, like this is my I'm engaged to my fiance before we were married. And I came, I remember coming home one day and I just said, Hey, listen, I'm not going to be a dentist. 
I can't do this. And uh, she's like, okay, she's totally cool with it. And, uh, and that was kind of the, yeah, it was kind of a change for me. Like I kind of changed a lot of different directions around that. And so then the goal was like, who are going to get finished up with school? And, and then I really took a bunch of entrepreneur classes at, at when I was going to BYU. And I love those classes. Like I love the thought of like being an entrepreneur and starting a business and creating something and that really resonated with me. And so I had the opportunity to get where my wife was working. I kind of got hired on as a part-time consultant to help with this company. It's kind of this fledgling business that had been around for five years, had four different ownership groups. It was not profitable. They had tons of debt. And it was kind of like this weird, like, I mean, none of the owners really want to take ownership of it. It was just kind of this thing that was there. So I stepped in and I was able to kind of turn this company around. So within three months that we were profitable for the first time ever. And, uh, and it was just really a fun process to go through that. And so, um, at that point I realized that maybe this is like the direction I need to go, like maybe be more of an entrepreneur and have some fun in that. So that's where I started my own start. We, my wife and I started up our own company and we did that for a couple of years. We had, a solidwood door business and we would sell, sell uh, furniture and lighting and accessories wholesale all across the country and we go to different trade shows all across the country i really got into understanding how to work with sales reps i understood like the wholesale industry i understood i got some understanding around like how to deal with trade shows and how to run uh how to lead generate through that and like just like i learned a ton of stuff through this whole experience and uh and then we were growing that company and we, and we got, there's a, there's a certain stage in business where you can only bootstrap for so long before like to take the next step required an, another, like a source of funds. Either we have to like acquire funds or you have to have some outside uh, investor or you have to borrow some money. Like it was just, we were, we were at a plateau. We, we had bootstrapped it for as long as we could go, but now to take it to the next phase, it was, some significant investment. And uh, at that time, I was actually taking my real estate classes. I thought, I can do this on the side. I thought it'd be kind of cool. And as real estate kind of became more and more and became more in the forefront, um, it just resonated more. And it just, and I just got to the point where, like maybe it was time to not do our business. And at that same moment, we were approached by some people that want to buy it. And it was just perfect timing. Just, it was, uh, the right time, it was the right place, and it was just, so we sold that business. I mean, we didn't make it, I mean, it was not very much money we made off of it. It's not like some huge windfall of cash or anything. But it was like, it. but it was just, it freed me up to do and move down another path. Uh, my real estate business to start out was, uh, and it struggled to get going because I'm not from Utah. I mean, I'm from back east. Like, none of my high school friends are buying houses here in Utah. I mean, they're all, they're all back East. So I had to kind of build up my own business. Like I really want to build up a business, but I started from nothing and had to start to grow that. And um, I actually worked at a carpet store for the time being, just to work part time, just to make ends meet. And just to try to make, just to how to get our business going and up off the ground. And um, it got to the point where my real estate business started to take off. Like I started to like, get some traction. It started to make some sense. I started to, I just, I was hungry for information. And I 
did everything I could to learn from anyone I could. I mean, I just took a ton of mental capital and just really went all in. Um, every class I could take, it's just I was learning at just a, a rapid speed. And um, just slowly built up my business. I got to the point where as, as over the years, my business kept growing and growing and growing and hired a part-time assistant and grew that and then I got to a full-time assistant and kind of kept expanding my business and it got to the point where like 2008, 2009 that year, it was somewhere around 87 transactions that year. Just insane. Um, it was a crazy amount of business and I realized that um, like I was on a treadmill that couldn't stop and I was like burnt out of real estate. Like I want to take my phone and throw it into a lake. Like I could not just wasn't, it, it had lost the fun at that point. It was just too much. Just trying you know, to service it. Yeah. Like it was just like, it was just too much. Like it was like going too. it was, uh, the overwhelming and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't give me the lifestyle that I wanted. Uh, so I remember I had, that was like a, that was a critical moment. It was late November. Uh, and I can't remember if it was 2008, 2009, one of those years. Like I, it was like, I was in that, I just remember having a phone call with my coach at the time. And it was like this like game changing experience in that conversation. And I still remember like so many parts of that conversation, but it really shifted some of the questions that he asked, the way that we, the way it was all handled, just really gave me some clarity. And uh, that next year I started my Bulletproof real estate team. Uh, we got up to where we were doing about 150 transactions a year. I did that for many years. Like we're doing somewhere, I don't know, somewhere between 130, 140, 150 transactions just consistently year after year. Like we just did that. It was like just a machine and uh, gave me the balance in my life that I wanted. It gave me some ability to help other people. It gave me some significance, gave me some challenges around what I wanted to accomplish. And it was like the fun came back and the fact that it was like a new challenge and it was like grown that. Um, and then it just got to the point where it just got boring. Like I'd been done it, doing it for so long. And I've been doing it for so like building that up. Like it would just wasn't, I was going to say boring. It was just like, it wasn't challenging anymore. Like I needed to find like, what this, what's the next, what was the next thing to help me to get to where I needed to feel challenged. Uh, and that's where it came down to like maybe getting involved with, I never really wanted to build a giant team. Um, I didn't really, I looked at a lot of the teams in our local market and just, I didn't see the model that I really resonated with. I actually went out of state and modeled my team after some people that I really respected in some of our neighboring states. Like I went and spent some time to really get some clarity on different principles that I want to put in place. And, uh, and it kind of got to the point where I needed to do something else. So I moved my license to a independent brokerage, um, had a small ownership share in that. And then we kind of grew that. Um, my team was still producing and it was just a new challenge and it was, Something different. I want to try that out. Uh, and then the, the founder of that company wanted to sell it. Like he was like all in on selling and interviewing different brokerage options. And um, we kind of, he got, he kind of committed, like he kind of decided on a company he thought would be a good fit. Um, I really questioned if we'd be a good culture fit for that. Um, I really had some, res like some hesitation around it. I didn't, I looked at the culture that we had. I looked at the culture that, that we had and, I just didn't see that as a great culture fit. Um, 
not and it's just so at that point it realized it realized that it was maybe worth some other options and that's when we kind of reached out to better homes and gardens and had some conversations i still remember uh they flew out to des moines iowa that was a had a dinner with sherry chris who is the president and the ceo of better homes and gardens real estate she's the she kind of created the the rebrand when it all kind of came from nothing 11 years ago um, and we went to dinner, we sat across the table from each other, and I still remember the conversation that we had and how impactful that was for me. And I remember walking away from that dinner thinking, that's I could go to war with. Like I could be in the trenches and I could I could fight alongside someone like that. Like that's that lady was really inspiring. And uh we had that next day we talked with better home gardens leadership and there's some couple tools and resources that they pointed out. And I thought, man, if I had that in my arsenal, like it'd be pretty hard to beat me head to head. I was pretty competitive. Like I, but I felt like I could do pretty well when I would go on competitive appointments, but I just knew that those are some tools and assets that if I could use those and have those arrows in my quiver, it'd be tough. It'd be really tough to beat me. And I like the idea of what that would look like. And I like the idea of like creating what that brand, like starting from scratch and creating a brand in this market, like what to decide what that culture would look like in creating that. Um, so we ended up like converting over to going with Better Homes and Gardens. And uh, I mean, there are so many lessons that I've learned over this time. Um, how to, yeah, so many learning lessons throughout that experience. And um, here we are four and a half years later and um have had some amazing lessons that i've learned and we've had an amazing journey to get to where we are right now so so pick one share one with us oh there are there are so many <laughs> uh i think the i think the key one for me and this is probably something that most people don't even know um and that is for all those years that i was running a team and all that stuff like i never had a broker's license i just never got around to it like I just had never, ever got around to getting a broker's license. I just, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Like I'll do it when I feel like it. I just will, I'll get it. I mean, it, I've been acting as a leader with my team for years. And I, I mean, I feel like I was answering broker questions all the time, but I wasn't really a broker. I had the experience, but there was um, Christmas, Christmas break. Um, a little over two and a half years ago uh, is when I really had this, like this, like came to me like, dude, it's time for you to get your broker's license. And I was like, okay, why not? So I, I just signed up for the classes. I started taking the classes over Christmas break. Um, over the month of January, I just knocked out all those classes. Like once I started going through them, I just knocked them out and um, I just blew through them. And um, I didn't tell anybody I signed up to do it. Uh, not even anybody in the brokerage. I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it. And um, I flew through those classes. And then uh, I went and took my test in mid-February. And um, I missed, I, I mean, I probably should have studied harder. I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I've done enough transactional. And I missed the, one of the tests by one question. That's, that's frustrating. <laughs> Worst. Drove all the way to Ogden. I walk out of there and miss it by one. And so, and I was ticked. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They had all these questions on there. Like, dude, nobody even talked about this stuff. Like, I mean, how, how many questions do you ask about water rights? I mean, are you seriously kidding me? Yeah. And like, there's like all these questions. I'm like, that's fine. Um, 
I remember calling back to the 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 uh, the next day was uh, Valentine's Day, and uh, and I was just I want to see when I can get in for the next test. And there was like an opening the next day in Draper for the next day, and I just booked it for the next day. I said I'm taking that test. And I, my daughter had a a dance at school that I had to be at, which would give me about a half hour to take that test to make it to the dance in time. And like that's plenty of time because I am gonna blow through that test this time. And I seriously, I went home, I studied. I stayed up till probably midnight that night studying. That next morning I woke up at 4 a.m., studied, and I got, and I went in through that test and blew through it in like 25 minutes. Like done, passed, out, gone, done. And just got, and I made over the, the Valentine's dance and I was totally good. Like it was like, but I was like done. And I just, uh, but that was like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And, uh, and then just a couple weeks later, all of a sudden, uh, the broker that we had in our Pleasant Grove office ended up um, deciding to take another opportunity, and we had like a, a, some changes and some like some dramatic changes in the next couple of weeks in our brokerage, and and it really was critical that I had a broker's license, which I didn't have up until that time, and all of a sudden, it like forced me into doing it, and I'm I'm glad it all worked out timing wise because of that. So you were being a big boy, you just didn't have the license to be a big boy. Yeah, I just didn't have like the, I mean, I was driving a car without a license, I guess. I mean, it wasn't like, that's not like that. But it was like, I just didn't, I just didn't take the time to go do, because it's like 120 hours. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, test, and the testing world is, is I think, just a revenue generator sometimes, you know. Well, and the, like um, the majority of the classes were all classes I took when I was a, like a beginning agent back in the day. And it's not really, it's not on, it's all on legal stuff. It's not on uh, like real market knowledge and transactional knowledge and other i mean that was my misunderstanding of a broker's license i thought oh, i'll just go in there and just take it and i'm like oh dude i gotta memorize these vocab words again that i've never used in the last 18 years but all okay. right um but it's done now so it's over and uh i've had my broker's license for two years now so there you go so you, you mentioned a coach before uh do you still have like a life coach and uh, yeah, you attribute a lot of that, a lot of your. Um, I have a lot of coaches. What I've realized over the time, over time, is like I'm all in on coaches, and I'm all in on finding people who can help me get to somewhere faster and better. I I see coaches as a toll in the road on, of life because if they can move me into the HOV lane to get to where I want to go to, like I'll I will pay that toll many times over I pay I mean I pay some coaches a lot of money um I mean it's not cheap I mean if someone were to look at like my uh my expenses they would be fascinated and they might be sickened by how much money I pay for coaching and guidance but but I will I can commit to the, the statement that I receive tenfold what I pay out in that stuff so I might have like a huge expense, but the the knowledge and the guidance and the help that I get in that is just it is a lot. It's just almost immeasurable. Well, and it's easy to not push yourself. It's easy to lie to yourself. And if you have someone accountable, you know, someone to be accountable to, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and I found that, like, I found that, like, in even times in my life, like over the years, like, I, I mean, having a coach has really helped me in business, um, in my in my marriage, in my with my kids, with so many aspects. And I think my, like probably the biggest lesson I learned is after I got my broker's license, I went to this like three day retreat. Um, and it really like really unpacked a lot of different pieces for me in my life. And, um, 
and I've had greater clarity knowing that, that my business grows in a direct result of my personal growth, that all lasting change begins on the inside first. So as I'm focused on becoming a better version of me and I'm, and I am becoming a better version of me, then my business will be a direct, will benefit directly from it. Like it will, it'll, and it will exponentially grow because of my personal growth. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I have yet to pull that, tr you know, trigger on a coach, but um, I, I know because I, you know, you come from this DIY mentality and oh, I can figure it out myself and cause you want to save a buck, but the time, the time that we spend eking through and just figuring it out and little increments here and there, it's, it's beyond frustrating. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, like when you're around people who have been there and done that, it just helps speed up. Like I look at our, where our company is now and it's because I've like really invested in spending some time with some coaching who can really help me get to where that needs to go. Um, I look at my, my personal business, like it's only, it's a reflection of people I've had as great coaches and mentors over the years. I've had great mentors when I first started out. I've had various mentors throughout my real estate business that have all had dramatic impacts for my business. Take it to the next level. <sighs> we could end right there. That's, uh, that's awesome. And I, I've noticed in the times that I'm around you that I, I feel like you are, you have a heart of a teacher for sure. Um, and it, it, you know, despite your success, it, you, you still, it doesn't seem like you're as successful as you are just because your, your, your humility and, you know, and just, it just the genuine, the genuine concern for other people. Well, it just comes from, well, thank you. That's, that's, I mean, that's nice to say. Um, I just know that, I mean, anytime I think I'm, I'm super successful, um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not too hard to be in a room of people that are way more successful than me. Uh, I mean, I was just, I went to Maui last, or two months ago. I was in a mastermind of 15 other people that are, are broker owners from all over the country, from various different brokerage uh, models and various different uh, markets. And, um, I learned so much in those three days. Like it was mind blowing, like how much I learned. I mean, here, like I've been doing this like close to 20 years and you'd be like, Oh, this guy knows a lot of stuff. I'm like, I, I know a lot of what I know, but there's a ton of stuff I don't. And, um, and around those people have really, really, really pushed me to, um, really like find new ways of doing things. And so, um, yeah, it's like, I think that one of the, the biggest keys that I've realized is if you want to really know where you want to, what we're going to end up, it's like, find out who your mentor is and who the guide is that's leading you. And then find out who their guide is. Like you like move up the chain a little bit. Like if you want to really find out like what path you're on, you got to find out who your guide is and find out who their guide is. And, and, and I would say the, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from one of my coaches one of my mentors as a, a mentor that I had for a while his name was Kevin Nations was mind-blowing like he like he expanded my vision in so many aspects um so many ways and um he had this amazing insight that he gave me that I have never forgotten he talked about how you need to see who the mentor the mentor is like find out where they're like where they're getting and if you find a mentor that has no mentor then they think that they're deity because they have no one else that they can learn from. And he's like, and that's a, that's a, that's a weird place to be. Like if you, so you've got to find mentors who are willing to learn from other people because if they're not, 
then they are now becoming deity in their own minds because they're pontificating their own thoughts and processes and as if they're the source of all knowledge. And that's a, that's a slippery slope to get in, into. So how does one find a mentor? I keep hearing that and my, and I've been wanting and looking and don't really know. How do you find, uh, that? find what, like you just look at where like people that you resonate with, or you find places that you want to be and you find people who have already been there or have been, are doing that or they're there. Um, and they are like the people. So you, I mean, especially if you want in life, I mean, you've heard the adage of like you, your, your life becomes the average of the people you, you spend the most amount of time around. And I think that's true. And especially in the real estate world and even in different business settings too. I mean, if you want to be successful, then you can't ever be the most successful person in the room. Like you've got to find other more successful people and that, um, and I think that one of the things too is when you find qualities and other people that really stand out and you, and you're like, that's a behavior. That's a, that's a, that's a pattern that, that is, um, a quality that I want to like, that's a quality that I really admire. Most of the time you're admiring qualities that you don't have. So when I'm admiring someone for something. It's usually because I don't have that. Or I don't, like, I don't own that. Like, I don't, I just don't own that behavior. Like, it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't mastered that. So if I'm like, like an easy example would be like, man, if I'm just really impressed by someone because they're so punctual, it's usually because I'm not very punctual. And that's why I'm so impressed by what they do. So, um, so I think that if you're trying to become better, you find the people that really, really inspire and move, move the needle and you want to become more and more like that by being around them to learn the behaviors and how they got to where they are. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Um, any, uh, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Um, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I think that, I think the thing is, um, uh, like, honestly, like we live in a pretty amazing place. And the fact that there's so many different opportunities that are given and opportunities that for people to achieve different things. Um, I think a lot of times people put a lot of pressure on themselves to, um, they put deadlines on when they have to accomplish things. And what I've realized is the more loose I can be with my deadlines on achievements. And like, I just, cause a lot of times people put with these yearly goals of what they're going to accomplish in a year. And I think a lot of times people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in three years. And so um, I look at the path that I've been on and we've accomplished some pretty cool stuff over the years. Um, and some of it we haven't been able to accomplish in a short time frame that we wanted, but we've been able to get there um, over a little bit more time. And so, um, so hopefully there are people out there that realize that um, they might look at my business and like, like, dude, that guy's super successful. I'm like, well, because like, cause I failed many times because <laughs> yeah. I've made so many mistakes and I've, uh, and, but at the same time, I've been willing to like, take those risks and those chances and make the mistakes and, uh, and I've learned from them. And then just, I'm like, okay, like that's a, that's, that's an expensive lesson. Got it. Learned good. I'm moving on. And I just have been able to adjust and move forward. So yeah. maybe we should, maybe we should publish memoirs and books of all of our mistakes and then, you know, make money on that. And then other people won't do that. Or maybe they need to. Maybe it's a good growth thing. I don't know. I've had many, many people over the years that have reached out to me to ask me for advice. 
and they and there are many of them that will do the complete opposite of what I tell them. So I don't know if that book's going to help. So uh, I have had many. There are many people in our market that will be like, hey, what would you do in this? Like, I'd probably do this. Like, okay. And they go and do the complete opposite. I'm like, okay, well, glad that was <laughs> glad that was helpful. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, uh, that makes sense. Aaron, this was awesome. Um, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with me. Um, I know that I've been impressed with you since I met you. And, oh, uh, and uh, continue to be. And, and love being around you and your teams. Um, it's just a, it's a good feeling of, of uh, camaraderie and supporting one another. You know, it's a, it's not a dog eat dog type situation. It's a team. I mean, like, honestly, like the brokerage, the brokerage is a huge, huge gift to me because I get to surround myself with some amazing people. I mean, there are some people that are way better than me in that brokerage. And, uh, and it makes me have to raise my game because um, they are progressing and growing at such a rate that if I don't grow and progress, like they'll just outgrow me. And uh, that puts a lot of pressure on. So I, I love it at the same time. Like it's, uh, it's really an inspiring group of people that are, they really, they, they push me in how good they are. Cause they are like what they're able to accomplish in a, such a short amount of time, man is like where I'm at. It took me like 19 years to get here. And these, and like some of these agents in my brokerage are, they're going to blow past that in like half the time, which is just super cool to see. Super cool. Is it? Yeah. Cause you've, yeah, you, you're, and you, you've set a good tone for the, uh, you know, in a, in a culture that you've created. So oh, yeah, they're like, if this knucklehead can do it, then we can. That's right. It's right. easy to have that. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Um, we'll talk again. So thank you so much. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. 